Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasional hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. Let me take you back in time to Ooh. January of 1997. Oh, 97. Just enjoying my college years, probably listening to a lot of Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Oh, very nice. Well, now, January of 97, for those of us who went to Arizona State University, which, of course, people know, might know we're based in Phoenix, uh, we were licking our wounds from Arizona State's defeat to Ohio State in the Rose Bowl in a game that had we won, we would have been national champs that year. Boo. That would have stunk. <laughs> uh, Brian Gumbel co-hosted his final Today Show. Oh. on NBC. We've talked about NBC this week. Um, Final Fantasy VII is released on the PlayStation. <laughs> oh, yes. PlayStation 1. I the mean, on, on the PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. And an email warning that travelers beware takes the internet by storm. What did this email say? Well, it told the story that a well-financed, highly organized gang operating in various major U.S. cities was drugging business travelers and making off with their kidneys to sell on the organ transplant black market. The majority of people who had passed through uh, this email, passed through their inboxes, failed to realize that this was simply an urban legend, one that had actually been around since at least 1991. That was, though, until the following year of 1998. That's when three surgeons and seven others at a medical center in Uttar Pradesh, India, were arrested for tricking unsuspected victims out of their kidneys. Members of this group approached various unemployed men, holding out the promise of jobs. Victims were advised that a medical examination was required. They submitted and then were told something could be corrected by a small operation. And then during the operation and unknown to the patients, one of their kidneys would be removed for resale. Afterwards, nothing further would come of the job offer. That's horrifying. I just want to yeah. add that that's actually real because I thought in my research for this that this was totally an urban legend and that none of this ever actually happened. That is not true. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, because that no, this the stuff in India actually happened. It ha actually oh, happened really? in 1998. It, now, there's never been any proof that no one's ever woken up in a in a hotel room in Vegas in a bathtub <laughs> of ice with a with a bandage on their backside. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened, no matter how much you see it in movies or TV. But I just the whole thing is crazy. By the way, thank you, Snopes.com, for oh, this wonderful Snopes. information. Well, thank you, Snopes.com, just for the wonderful work you do. Yes. Yeah, they've, they've had a rough year, too. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Goodbye, 2020. Yeah, exactly. Good riddance to you. We won't miss you. <laughs> so anyway, no one, and I love Snopes. I've been using Snopes for yeah. uh, a long time. And no, I, you know, there's a, why do I bring this up? Because in this minute, there's a, there's a throwaway line that makes me laugh because it made me think of this. And I actually kind of remember when this went viral in the late nineties and it was crazy because everybody was literally worried about it. Every, every everyone's parent and grandparent yes. was like, yes. you got to be careful when you go places because they'll take your kidney. Yeah. And as long as you didn't go to India, apparently that was <laughs> <laughs> Not the, all deference to all of our Indian listeners. I'm just saying that this yeah. is what I read. Oh, yeah. Well, believe me, we, we don't have a lot of high horses to stand on. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. let's not. Yeah, we're yeah. not the uh, yeah. 
America. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> but while you're uh, waiting for that million dollar check from Bill Gates to arrive for uh, copying and pasting that status update, let us take you over to minute sixty four of Iron Man two for two thousand and ten, directed by Mr. John Favreau. Uh, uh, and also, if uh, for those of you who uh, are uh, skeeved out by the whole uh, kitty thing, there is a humorous version of that story. Uh, my two of my favorite writers, Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, created an audible original uh, called Cut and Run about a woman who does this, who basically uh, seduces men and then takes their kidneys, but ends up falling in love with one of her victims. It is a, uh, a lighthearted romantic <laughs> comedy set in the world of organ theft, and it's hilarious. And also has <laughs> a ton of really, really great performances <laughs> in it, too. <laughs> And don't yes. worry, we're there's this minute short because there's not a whole lot to talk about. <laughs> Wait a minute. A yes. rom-com set in yes. the world of organ Organ theft. trafficking. <laughs> yes. And yeah, and, and they're oh, like, wait, wait, it gets even better because you're gonna love this part. Their crime boss that they work for uh is Ed Bagley Jr. Oh. Like he, I mean, he play, like, oh, yeah, no, I mean, he's like well, playing a character. Uh, <laughs> however, though, that would explain yeah. Ed Bakley Jr. Uh, and for those of you who are fans of The Good Place, uh, you should oh. know that uh, the the actress who played Janet is actually one of the lead roles in this, too. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. Okay, we totally yes. have to see this it's then. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, 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 it's great. And I, as someone who makes audio drama, I'm very impressed with what they did with it, oh. too. So. Well, chat, what's the name of that again? It's called Cut and Run. It is an Audible original, so you can only get from Audible. Like, I know there, there's people who are anti-Amazon stuff, too, but there are some things you can only get from Amazon, uh, from Audible, and this is right. one of those. So uh, I believe if you're an Audible member, you just get it. Like, it's part of, like, your, your bonus thing. But if not, you can use a credit for it, too. It's well worth it. It's a, a couple hours long. So it's basically like a like a romantic comedy length thing. It's maybe a couple hours. Oh, you know, so it, awesome. it's not going to be like a uh, George R. R. Martin 15 hour epic. You know, it's uh, they come in, tell their jokes, you know, cut out some organs and then uh, and head home for the, the big finale. So cut nice. and run. Recommended by the Marvel Movie Minute, at least one half of it. Well, the other half soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we're getting back to here in minute 64 uh, as the, uh, their, their, the coffee talk uh, is continuing, uh, even though, uh, sadly, Adrian Romanoff does not get to drink any coffee. Maybe she doesn't like coffee. I don't know what's going on. Or she's just the only one being professional at that entire table. That's probably more likely. Uh, so right. she had started a sentence that now she's going to finish. She says, well, according to Mr. Stark's database security guidelines, there are redundancies to prevent unauthorized usage. And then there's a long pause at the table mm-hmm. as Tony Stark goes, hmm. So let's unpack this a little bit. Yeah. So we talked about our theory at the end, uh, I think it was in in, in 60, uh, or about Rhodey walking off with the War Machine armor. Did he really steal it? Did Tony let him? And so now Agent Romanoff is basically saying there are systems set up to prevent exactly that sort of thing from happening, and they didn't work. So right. they were probably shut down, which means you wanted them to go. Which Okay, that and then Tony does not answer this. Like the conversation moves on a completely different direction. He he takes away. He does not answer. He just gives a look like I know and you know and he knows and we know. He but no, his what look do is we know? no, his look is is you got me. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So I I still I, I'm still trying to unpack this. So even though he spent the first hour of the movie. I mean, I mean, of course, over the course of like a week, I think it's right. been right. roughly. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't checked the t- the the timeline recently. Um, that he is not wanting to give up the arc reactor technology. I mean, that's that's the big that's the big thing. I mean, like we've seen other people can make suits uh, to various degrees. 
Hammer has suits, like right. they you know they have some realms, but they're they're suits. It's the arc reactor thing that's the most powerful thing because that's what Whiplash used to create the whips and caused all this destruction. So now that he knows he's dying, he's just like, eh, I'll just let the, the government have it. This is the same government. Like, no, the Air, you know, the, the Air Force uh, does work for the same government that Congress works for. No, I know. True. And the Senate. But like, I will make the case. They're all the same. Yes. Government. Yes. But two, two differences. And I and, and I did. We did talk about this in a previous minute. Is that yes. one? It's Rhodey. So he's giving it. Rhodey is the mediator in this. So I do think there is a difference in there. And I believe. OK, so I will retcon a little something here. Maybe he he uh, deactivated the protocols for this literally as he was laying and waking up in defeat, right mm. in the, in the ruins of his house. And here's why: because he's come, now he's a different person at that moment. Well, but the, I would think that the database, the, the the security measure would stop him before you get in the suit. Okay, so maybe. Okay, so no, I mean, and this still works. Look at the at where he is at the start, even at the start of the the birthday party. He is mm-hmm. a person who is far more compromised by his by the palladium poisoning. Yes. He is realizing that this is coming to an end. He is realizing, wow, I'm not going to I'm not going to make this much longer and I'm going to be fairly careless. There is only one person that he would he would trust with taking the technology and I would assume that maybe he gave all the protocols, maybe Rody didn't even realize that he's given Rody all access to everything. And I know I'm stretching. But it makes it <laughs> well, makes sense. I mean, we're they, gonna, there's a deleted scene where Rhodey is talking to his subordinates uh, about sort of how he wants things to go. But and, and we'll get into uh, we'll talk that. But my thing is, you're not giving it to Rhodey because you're giving it to the government because Rhodey works for the government and you know he's going to immediately turn it over to them. So you could have it. Rhodey's like, like, hey guys, look, only I can operate the war machine armor. Hi, I'm a general. Uh, I order you to make it so right. that anybody can use that. And he no, goes, I, I, oh, I'm, yeah. I okay. Did. Okay, but what's his options? Because if if I were a general, like if I were an Air Force general, is it, they have generals in the Air Force? I think so. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the general in the Air Force, with the, the first thing I would do is get that guy out of there. And get a test pilot into it because no, I don't trust that I don't I don't trust that he's not been compromised. But Tony, but I think at this point, I think Tony has this this brief moment of realization that hey, I, I can't I can't take it with me. And and if I oh, and yeah. if I do take it with me, that's not helpful. That's not helpful to anybody. So But why, he why knew he was Rhodey? dying at yeah. the, during the hearings. Yeah, but now it's advanced. He said, it's you advanced. can't have it because I, know, I am because, Iron Man. Because and he's now talking to Stern. Out, that's not true. He, he's talking to Gary Shandling and he's like, look, no, he's 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 hamming it up. This is different. People people change over time, maybe. <laughs> what a week it's been. I know. <laughs> he's gone know. completely the opposite direction because, I, yeah, I just, I don't get so. So are we, so now, now with the information we've been given here at Minute 64, we're meant to believe that Tony had a change of heart that he wanted to give the Iron Man suit or an Iron Man technology to the United States government through Rhodey or give it to Rhodey, knowing it would go to the government. So he set it up that when he got drunk and out of control, Rhodey would show up and take the suit and no, and then walk I off with think, it. That no, was Tony's plan. No. Is I'm going to get blasted, get into a fight with them, and then he'll stomp off no, and take. I, I don't with think them. that was the plan. Score. Tony no, wins again. No, hold on. I think he gave. It was. It was. He was planning to probably have a conversation. He didn't realize things were going to get so out of control, and they did. 
that's why I do think, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna retcon my own retcon. I believe that <laughs> that he gave while he was sitting there being uh, Okay, when teased. okay, when when did he make the decision? That that's what I'm asking you. Like I'm not I'm saying it's not in the movie. I'm saying in in your version of it then, when did Tony Stark decide that he was going after, to give the Mark II, specifically the Mark II armor? Okay, after to Black, Rhodey. after Black Widow walks out of the room when he's getting ready for the party. At right then. So you think like he like next thing he said was Jarvis <laughs> clear a path so that Rhodey can just walk in and yeah. take the Mark II armor. Yeah, I'm the, yes, I'm sticking to that. Yes. Okay. And then shut down for the night because I don't want to hear from you anymore. Well, because <laughs> we're retconning the Jarvis part too. Because, you know, why not yeah, do it too? Maybe. maybe. That would, I would, that makes sense. Look, it's not like as if, it's not like as if this movie hasn't jumped the shark on improbable coincidences. And we've yeah. talked about this going all the way to Monte Carlo, right? Like, so his yeah. plan, I mean, like Whiplash's plan, right? Yeah. Yes, there are a couple. <laughs> there, I will just leave it at that. There uh-huh. are a couple of leaps in logic in the storyline. If you think about them too much, your head will hurt and you won't love this movie. And I don't want that. <laughs> you should love this movie because it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I think these are conversations that never happened in the writers' room. No, they never. <laughs> I mean, no, like, not. I, what I understand, the writers' room was mostly on set. They're like, uh, now we're doing this. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, and you know, well, yeah. no, and I mean, you can really see that. Though, I mean, look at here it is. To their credit, it is good that they acknowledge that in the scene. Yeah, because they could. They didn't even have to acknowledge this. And I think what they're acknowledging is, which yeah, it is a little paper thin. In that, the idea is you let him take it. Yeah, you let yeah That's it. you let him take it. You did that. The, the details of it, not really necessary, but you did. You let him take it because either you thought this was your your game was over soon, or yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. I, I, I get at the same point. Hammer works for the government. Well, I know. Too like you know that has to, this, that has to be coming. I don't know. It's it's there. It seems like a lot of this could have been fixed with them saying like it's bio locked to me. Like he right. has, he has the biometric set that only I can access this armor. We don't, and we don't know how to get on that. So yes, I have the, I have a suit, but I'm the only one who can use it. There you go. Then all these, all these problems just flitter away. Yeah. Well, when you see, well, and you can tell Tony is frustrated by this because he puts his head yeah. in his hand. As yeah. And, and, immediately, and immediately changes the subject. He yes. says. <laughs> What do you want from me? Yeah, I'm done. What do you? Yeah, what are we doing here? <laughs> if you're using me, like, what do we want from you? What do you want from me? <laughs> and then at that point, Scarlet and I, uh, uh, Romanoff's like, I'm out. Like she, like, like, okay, this is between you boys, and she takes off. That turns out she's actually just going to get something. But we don't know at the time. Uh, he says, "You have become a problem. A problem I have to deal with." Contrary to your belief, you are not the center of my universe, <laughs> which I love. Uh, it's, first of all, that that you know Nick Fury has to say, like, look, you're one guy. Like, I have the whole world I have to deal with. Uh, but also, then uh, it's also alluding to the entire MCU, which we knew existed at this point because this was the third film uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, he says, I have bigger problems than you in the Southwest region to deal with. Oh. Future? That's like a, like a callback in the future. So is it like like uh, throwing your hat over the wall? Like, huh? Like something else going because Thor was already filming by this it's point. It's a flash. Well, and, and as we'll find out, it's a flash post-credit forward. Yes. Right. To a degree. 
So, yeah, because the events of Hulk are happening at the same time as this. Right. Don't forget. Right. Um, so this, though, so he's also dealing with that. So he is like, you know, uh, you know, even though that it's uh, General Ross who is dealing it, Shield is still monitoring what's happening with the Hulk. And, and according to the comic books, uh, Agent Romanoff has just come from Culver University. Like she right. was there during the fight, or, or shortly thereafter, to monitor what was going on. Uh, she was shadowing that too. Whether you believe it or not, I don't know. But like, basically, Fury is monitoring that situation as well, uh, because as we find out later on, uh, you know, uh, future callback, uh, he says, "We never lost you." So like they've been they're monitoring Bruce Banner all the way along. Um but meanwhile back in Iron Man too. Uh, uh so as he as uh I, also what I love about the way this is done is that he's saying it's contrary to belief you're not listening to my universe. I bigger problems you know the South really deal with and immediately uh Adrian steps up and he says, Hit him. <laughs> like Right then, like it's not like there's not a pause, there's not a beat. It's just like he he's like continuing the sentence and hit him, and then she injects him in uh, Tony Stark in the neck with something like a. Tss. We hear the little uh, thing there, so not a syringe, but probably a little air gun, as we as we've talked about in there. Oh, so yeah. no needles, Rob. No, no needles. No, oh no, there's no needles here. Um, no, and, we, and uh, you know I love the way this is shot because this is using three, uh, very two very very quick hard cuts, in mm-hmm. that. We see the shot behind uh, Tony. Uh, you see her hand uh, come up and she places something next to his neck. Then there is a extreme close up of Tony's face and her hand with the, for lack of a better term, syringe. And that shot lasts literally a half a second and yeah. then immediately goes to a wider shot of his reaction. And I got to tell you, it, it's, you know, you don't usually see that. You don't usually see that type of quick cut going from the same thing to, you know, basically three different perspectives. But mm-hmm. it really gives you that sort of the reaction of having been injected with something. Right. I mean, it almost gives you that sort of experience. And I just think it's a it's a fun little cinematic trick that you know makes the audience feel it. Which yeah, I like. Uh, and then uh, Tony reacts. Oh God, are you going to steal my kidney and sell it? Which gets us back to the uh, opening and cut and run and all that. Uh, and so, as we see, as he's talking, then we see the rash actually start to disappear. Like it goes right. back down under his collar uh, and away. And he, <laughs> I love this. He says, "Could you please not do anything awful for five seconds?" <laughs> <laughs> and all that implies because everything's yeah. awful whether you're teasing yeah. me or you're right. injecting me lying with stuff. to me yeah. uh, you know, betraying me uh, not letting me fire you right. uh, so then uh, he immediately turns back to Nick and said what did she just do to me uh, and so Nick uh, once again correcting says what did we just do for you I know I love the perspective <laughs> shift yes yeah and he says that's lithium dioxide which fun fact isn't a thing yeah no I looked it up <laughs> Not real. Uh, there's lithium oxide, uh, right. which is just a basic chemical they use in a bunch of other chemicals. It doesn't really do anything on its own, but there is no lithium dioxide. So this is vita rays. This is repulsors. This is right. just more Marvel uh, jiggery pokery. Uh, there's really nothing nothing to it. It's just like, uh, I have a magic aspirin pill that will help dissolve it. Because really, that's all this is. Like it just, As he says, it says it's going to take the edge off. We're trying to get you back to work, which basically, so this is just a, a, a uh, painkiller. Like right. this is Quick not, like, that's right. the is like you know you take aspirin it doesn't actually cure you of the flu it just makes you feel better uh while your body is is processing it you know the fever is your body's way of trying to burn out whatever's in you uh the bringing the fever down gets things under control but it doesn't actually like help in in uh, getting you better um 
It was a conversation I had to have with uh, both my wife and children. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this isn't a cure. Like, uh, but anyways. Um, so uh, Tony says, give me a couple boxes of that. I'll be right as rain. Uh, Adriano says, it's not a cure. It just abates the symptoms. It's like, oh, uh, okay. But interestingly that they had figured out what was going on. So now two people, so Nick Fury and and shield but nick fury and ivan vanko have both figured out that tony has palladium poisoning you know yeah and but tony i say ivan probably never never really cared about the whole you know probably because he he has his he had his obviously not surgically implanted like his director was on a metal frame on his chest because he didn't want to have this happen but um Nick had enough people or super scientists or whatever uh, that could figure out how to abate the symptoms of it, which is kind of impressive considering the fact that no one in the world has ever had this problem before. And Tony Stark, technically the far, the smartest man in the world, uh, or at least top five, uh, could not figure this out. But somehow the shield scientists did at least they, something temporarily to, to make this happen. Well, and considering that, again, they're all busy because the other smartest scientist yeah, is right now right. running around Culver University. So. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, so then uh, Fury says, it doesn't look like it's going to be an easy fix. Okay. And so then we have then Tony then has like, so this is what I'm talking about. This scene, that that uh, injection scene was, like you said, was very well put together. But there's a couple things in here that, like, not only is it is it weirdly put together, but like, it's weird the takes they chose. And yeah. I got to say, this is the first time that we've watched in this in this hour plus that we've watched this thing. This is a bad take. Like, Robert Downey Jr.'s line delivery of this is pretty awful. Like, I mean, in terms of like, and obviously, part of there's, there's they, they say there's always three movies. There's the movie you write, there's the movie you shoot, and there's the movie you edit. And so, in the edit, this was the best take they could find. And it's a weird choice because it's such a weird reading of this line. Uh, he says, trust me, I know. I'm good at this stuff. I've been looking for a suitable replacement for palladium. I've tried every combination, every permutation of every known element. It's so not Tony Stark and it's not Robert Downey Jr. It's just like, a, I want to make sure I get this line right before we do it for real. Okay. And I agree with you because I mean, it is definitely different, but I wonder how much of that directorially is, hey, this is what he's like because he just got the injection. Yeah. Or it's him saying, okay, or is this, Okay, now I'm just completely putting my guard down because you guys are you guys actually are trying to help me out. And so, you know what? No more pretenses, no more BS. Okay, I, I'm just going to talk straight. And maybe that's what that character is. I will say it is definitely, it's different because it is. I mean, it's, you know, we talked about the the confidence of these characters, you know, earlier on in the few minutes ago. I, I don't know. Maybe it could be that, but it does, it definitely does seem like there's, well, this whole sequence and in, inside this scene is a little weird in terms of the takes, which we've talked about. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, a little clunky, and also just a weird, weird choice of words and stuff too. I don't know. Um, so then Fury responds, "Well, I'm here to tell you, you haven't tried them all," <gasps> which isn't true because yeah. he has tried them all. Yes. So you're just wrong like well <laughs> and that's that's like the dun 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 line because that's where the that's where the minute ends that's where the scene ends yeah that's but it i mean yeah. also no he has tried them all 
because he's like, I, he's done every combination. He, he, Tony literally says, I tried every combination, every permutation of every known element. So when he says, you haven't tried them all. Yeah, he has. What we're going to find out is there's an unknown element that will do this thing. But that gets into a lot bigger question that we're going to have to deal with later on. Oh, yeah, we're going to deal with that later. What right. does Nick Fury know right. and how much does say. he know and all that right. stuff? So we're going to get into that later on because, dear God, is there a huge exposition dump coming? And, oh, oh man, I am not looking forward to talking about those minutes because <gasps> there's some good stuff in there. Mm. Yeah, because have you noticed that the movie's slowing down? Well, <laughs> because it's going to be really slow for the next we, couple minutes. We're going to do our best to, to keep tap dancing uh, well, on the, the, the razor's edge, but who boy, oh, are we, get, are we no. into the we are into some act two slumps right uh, now. Because the first act was non-stop excitement and craziness. Did you say non-stop? Okay, well, I meant, I don't mean like a... Many stop action? I would say it was uh, it was a many stop action. It was wall to wall, some things happening. There were boids. I miss the boyd. Is I miss the Boyd. Well, then Where's you're the, gonna be we're gonna oh be happy. <laughs> say if you two have been missing the bird, then boys minute sixty-five is for you. Ah, it's almost yes. like designed for the people who are like sitting in the theater, like, yeah, I don't really care about palladium. I want to know what happened to the cockatoo. Yeah. Well, Where's minute sixty-five is all about it. You do not want to miss it. But in the meantime, while you're waiting for that that intense boyd action, um, you can talk about uh, how much you've you've missed seeing our our, our well trained performer Elvis by going to Discord. Discord is uh, we have our own Discord server. Uh, you can get to it by going to thenextreel.com. Scroll down to the bottom, find the big blue button that says Discord. Click it, and you'll be added to our uh, active Discord community. We have our very own channel, the Marvel Movie Minute channel. Now has been transformed. It has been de-gamma-ized, de-hulkified. Uh, it is now all uh, full of Stark goodness. Uh, it, is, it is very Stark at the moment because there's not enough of you on there talking. Uh, so we <laughs> we need to get their discussions going because over at like you know the reviews channel and like the TV channel, those people are talking all the time. But the Marvel movie minute thing is very very quiet. I, we can't carry this all on our own. We need people to have discussions with because we talk to each other all the time. You know, I just want to say, though. <laughs> we don't get to talk to you enough. The yes, you. The one whose ear holes I'm shooting into right now. There. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Well, there's a lot to unpack right like there. <laughs> First of all. Like a repulsor blast to the brain. I'm shooting not, right into your eardrums. We're not trying to forcibly insert anything into any orifice. For any of our listeners, let's just make that no. very clear. So, well, I mean, you shoot into the ear Discord hole. is consent. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay, I'm, I'm, I have so many things to say. I have so many questions now. All I just want to say is, is that maybe at the time, because right now we're in pre-production, or we're in production, not pre-production. We're. Yeah. Let me just say what I'm trying to say. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, Discord mm. will be a flurry of activity. <gasps> oh, dare we to dream? And I would as exciting that. of discussion as the one that's happening here at the Not Randy's Donuts. Uh, <laughs> Cuckoo! <laughs> Join us on Discord. Yeah. <laughs> wow. uh, in the meantime, uh, we'll answer the, the question that's been plaguing everyone is, where is Boyd? Here in minute 65, you do not want to miss it. Enough said. Bye. Bye.